The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, October 25th, 2022, season 18, episode number 58. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. we got so many topics we're going to hit today. This is what I call a gumbo show because it's going to be a little bit of everything in this show. And by the way, Brian, feel free to bring gumbo anytime you want on a Tuesday. I would be very happy to eat it. With the weather changing, yeah. I think I will do that. We're not allergic to anything, right? We determined that. I no no allergies for anything? can take everything. All right. All right. Well, I will bring you guys some gumbo. Then with the weather now changing to be colder, we'll do that. How about that? Let's do it. Now, don't do it next Tuesday because, and I still haven't even announced this to our team, but next week we're going to have, since it's the bye week, we're going to do what we normally do, the whole switch up. So, you know, we're going to switch our our shows around and different people will be on different shows on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week as we do every year. So it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, but I haven't talked to anybody about this yet. I just didn't want you to bring gumbo that Tuesday when you may not be on the show with me. I will not bring, uh, yeah, I will not bring gumbo to you Tuesday. Yeah, How good. About that? You'll be on Talking Cowboys. Yeah, you're going to be on Talking Cowboys. I already know that. That's a you can't go happen. any later than this, <laughs> right. I, 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 right? I'm kind of I'm kind of at the mercy of the the shows that have to be earlier. Right. For me, so you, but, you right, the only other option for you is Talking Cowboys. You will be write it down, Nick. All right, he's going to be on Talking Cowboys. You know that, Brian, Mickey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> being being messy. Like, God, you're being messy, man. What do you mean? I'm not trying to get messy. Mickey's got his own show. Mickey's on mix shop. I, I will say this about Mickey, though. Mickey and I don't always get along at all. And and you, but you know what? I know where Mickey stands. Yeah, no that doubt you about never, it. Never, you never have to worry about Mickey. Mickey will look at you and say, "I hate you," and I'm like, "You know what? I hate you too." But I always know where Mickey stands, and I always appreciate about that about him. I really, really do. Yeah, he stands look. right in the middle of the star. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. What are you doing? All right, let's get into it, man. Let's talk first about injuries. Uh, we we, uh, we heard yesterday uh, news on – actually, it was over the weekend. We started hearing the news on Sunday, but uh, but I think it was confirmed yesterday. Jordan Lewis looks like he's out. Um, it was interesting because Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn both spoke about him. McCarthy calling him a keystone piece uh, to the team, and Quinn saying uh, he really represents all the things I love about our defense. He's tough. He's smart. He's a dog-ass competitor. There's a dude behind that injury, too, and we'll miss him. Why do you look like that? <laughs> I just, I just, it's funny to me because I love the way Quinn? Dan Quinn yeah. talks. Yeah, I mean, he, he drops him in there. He could he? be at church. Yeah. and he, he, Hope not. Well, he could be, though, and you <laughs> wouldn't even not. know it. You know? Let's hope not. But, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a very – he's a mild, he seems like a mild-mannered kind of dude. So Good everything he says right is kind of like whatever, you know, and then yeah. he just drops that F-bomb. And you're like, whoa, did he just <laughs> – yeah. yeah. That's that's just sound how he does it. Anyway, that being said, let's talk about what is what is the exact injury. And, and I guess at this point we know he's out for the year, but what is the prognosis of coming back from this injury? I don't. I don't really know what a Liz Frank injury is. Is it like a separation of the bones? I'm not even sure about that. That's what it is, though. I mean, I, it's Liz I mean, Frank, yeah. But I don't. Well, okay. I mean, what's Tommy John surgery? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's a foot injury, and you're out. So, but I looked. I looked it up. I mean, you know, he's got one year left on his contract. So 
It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I, I hate to, I love Jordan Lewis. I'm just I'm wondering. I mean, maybe this is his last game for the Cowboys. Maybe that was his last game. You know, and I know that's probably not what you're asking, but but yeah, he can come back next year. But if you look at his contract and you look at where this team and how they've drafted the last few years, you know, you do have to wonder. He could have had a really good season, and you would still be wondering what his future looks like there. So they're going to have to move on with, you know, and they and they have, fortunately, they have drafted a lot of corners that they can, they should be ready to play. Yeah, I think the thing that really was encouraging is that Deron Bland played really well against the commanders. Mm-hmm. And the commanders, you know, we've kind of talked about what their receiving core really, really was. And, you know, and probably lacking a quarterback there to make that thing really go. But uh, he did a really nice job. He showed awareness. He showed toughness. Early in the thing, it was a little bit like, okay, I'm trying to kind of figure this all out. But he played well in training camp. He played well in the preseason. He got the opportunity to play, and he showed up well. And uh, to Nick's point, you know, you're going to have to make some decisions about some of these guys. You know, can you can you afford to keep guys – you know, the, the, the rights and the blands and those guys on the bench when, you know, you're like thinking these kids need to play. You know, we're, we could be better off with these guys playing. So the one thing that is they have a little depth at, at that uh, at that cornerback spot and, and Bland could step in, you know, quickly and, and be ready to roll. See, uh, See. Dr. Google here uh-huh. says that with surgery, you may be restricted from weight-bearing activities for as many as 6 to 12 weeks. Okay. So so, so the, the likelihood, again, don't know the severity of the yeah. injury. Those are a lot of factors, I would assume. But obviously, this season's probably a wash. But, but certainly going into next year, you would think he'd be back to full strength. There's no reason to think he wouldn't right. be back to full strength. Mm-hmm. But as you mentioned, Nick, the contract is the issue. Yeah. And whether he played the whole season or not, the contract was still going to be the issue. I think right now yeah. he's going to count six million against the cap next year. You save about five million yeah. if if he's if he's released. And again, you know, I, I I'm not trying to say that. You know, he. I mean, I loved everybody loves Jordan Lewis. So you know, it, it's a business. He knows. He probably knows it more than anything. I yeah. mean. Follow him on Twitter. I mean, some, his his personality and sense of humor is is different than than most. Obviously, he goes on the all time list for me of fun players that we've had. Just like did good you, people, fun players. Like he's on that all time. Did list you see what he tweeted about Dan Campbell? About mm-hmm. about you know Dan Campbell's famous oh yeah speech about yeah, yeah. taking my kneecap and he goes he said yeah he said they went for the kneecaps and got a foot. <laughs> <laughs> It's just him. pretty funny. Yeah, he is a very funny. He's a good guy. dude. He's a good dude. But you know, and I love him. Would not want to see him go. I think he's a really, really good player. But at the same time, with Dan Quinn, and you talk about him, obviously it depends what happens with Dan Quinn himself next year. But he's one of those guys that now I see every defensive player, or I would say most defensive players, very interchangeable by. You know what? What I mean by that is like, it's okay. Like, whoever needs to go because of contract or whatever, okay, thank you, see ya. But whoever comes in, I have full trust that Dan Quinn can develop that player. Whatever player he's in for, I'm in. So it's gonna be interesting to see kind of how the defense as a whole, because we don't even know if he's gonna be here next year, Dan yeah. Quinn, yeah, and what he's gonna do. So. We'll see what happens there. But if he is here, I have full trust that, you know, whatever happens with a guy like Jordan Lewis or whoever else, when it comes to contract, they would be fine. What's the difference between, say, uh, Deron Bland? Let's assume he's the guy that, that fills in. 
what are the the differences between him and Jordan from the standpoint of what you might be missing that you have with Jordan that you pick up with Bland or vice versa? Kind of feel like that Bland is a little bit better tackler. Yeah, you know, I feel like I you know that yeah, and the thing that that Jordan Lewis is really. Jordan Lewis has played well. They've thrown him in some assignments that I remember going back to that whole thing and having to carry that the Saints, you know, running back that one time in that mm-hmm, game, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 just you know the plays, this every snap there were like 10, 12 plays where he was just every snap, and then he got the interception at the end, where and it, you're just like going, damn, this guy gets it, you know, he gets he's it. Tough, he's played yeah. big games. He's that's the thing. But Bland is one of those kids like you you look at him and you go, okay, went to school at Fresno. Looks like he should have played at USC. Looked like he should have played at USC. He should have played in some big games, too, mm-hmm. because he never looks afraid. He doesn't look like he's backing down. I mean, early in that game against the Commanders, it was like he was trying to get his, you know, he was trying to like understand, oh, this is how fast this game goes. And he saw a little of that in the preseason. But on, on this stage, though, it didn't look too big for him. And I think you could say that about him and Jordan Lewis. It just doesn't look too big. I think you get a little bit better tackler with Bland. I think you get a, maybe a little bit better, like if you have to carry routes outside. You know, like he, I think Bland could walk out there and go play corner and you'd be just fine. You know, if you said, oh, play Bland at corner and put Brown inside, I think it would be fine. Jordan on the outside might struggle a little bit more than he would from the inside. So I think you get more of a complete player with Bland and that ability to carry. Let's talk about the, uh, the offensive line. You got two players now. Uh, that over the last couple of weeks you you are now without. You got Matt Willetsko, you got Matt Farniak, uh, both injured at this point. Uh, what what's the problem? Is either one of them going to be back this year, or is it at this point you're expecting they're not going to be back this season? Uh, to my understanding, Farniak, I mean, has a hamstring yeah. strain. Um, you know, we have seen some hamstrings that last people that, that last some. Uh, My fantasy team is dealing with one right now, and it's just who? got back uh, uh, the receiver in in uh, for the Chargers, uh, Keenan, uh, Allen. Keenan Allen. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, just got back. This yeah, week. yeah. Well, I mean, we, when we've cool seen some too uh, around here that last a long time, and maybe this is this is going to be pretty significant because you got a hamstring injury. He was ruled out very quickly in the game. Uh, so I, I bet you it's going to be a, a little bit, but I didn't know about the end of the season. Yeah, they could put him on IR because it'll be a four week thing. But um, I, I, well, let's go probably. Probably. I don't. mean, yeah, and I, and I think with him, the sooner the better. This is something yeah. he's been dealing with. He, they like him a lot, and I think that if he if he can get this surgery, get back get back to the off season program, uh, get some strength in that shoulder, get some reps in the off season uh, workouts. You know he's he's a guy that can really provide some depth uh, to this to this tackle position, but um, yeah, as for the, what they're going to do after that, I mean, yeah, they, they definitely have some some issues there. They got to hope that that ball's ready. Jason Peters is still going to be a, a and factor. he can go guard tackle yeah. one. Yeah. Now, what happens at backup center? Like that's that's the part what that, I was looking okay. at right yeah. now because if something happens to Tyler Biotish, I think McGovern plays center. Yeah. Peters would play guard, and that's kind of how you would have to go I mean, right Lindstrom, there. <laughs> yeah, you might be a call up there. I mean, Lindstrom did get called up for a game. Yeah, and so he he's back on the practice squad, so he has a couple of weeks to to be called up. But yeah, mm. I kind of feel like though that if they had to go, if they had to go the route, they might just they would put Connor McGovern at center and Jason Peters at left guard. If if in fact they had to make a move, yeah, for for Biotish. I, I think it hurts you more at center than it does at guard. 
you know, with with Farniak. I think he's the guy that it might. But but the, what it'll do though too is now you have to take away your situation with the, uh, you know, you don't you lose your fullback guy. But we saw Luke Gifford be that guy. We saw Luke Gifford be the the fullback guy in a, in a game. So maybe that's your that extra fullback guy you need in a, when they bring him in. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, Brian's got some questions for us. We'll answer some of those. We'll also get to some of your questions in the final segment. You can send them to us on Twitter, or you can call us 888-855-2297. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com Radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back to the break. Okay, this Saturday, October 29th, it's the Halloween Spooktacular at the Star, presented by Monument Realty. Come dressed in your Halloween best while you and the family trunk or treat, then head to the Star District for live music, spooky games, crafts, treats, and more. The event takes place from 3 to 7 p.m. For more information, visit thestar.com. Stardistrict.com, sorry. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break, live in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment is brought to you by blockchain.com. Brian. Got some questions for us? You got I do. For us? What you got? I do. I've got some questions here. I always, you know, you guys, I, I get to test these questions on you guys before I actually get to go do them on the radio. So nice. let's see what kind of response we get here. AG. All the way around. A, yeah, no. I'm gonna, maybe tomorrow we'll see that. How about that? <laughs> Sorry. AG, how about this one for you? Start the day. 
more surprised by the play of Sam Williams or Jake Ferguson? That's a good one. Um, he doesn't put out bad ones. I mean, you know, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Brian's like George Strait. He just doesn't put out crap. I mean, like, this is good. Those are good I mean, questions. And usually it could be either. Yeah. yeah. The fireman. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say Ferguson because um, of the position itself. I Honestly, to be honest, when the draft happened and all that, and this is gonna be dumb, but you know you <laughs> you you can. It's easy to be judgmental just by what you look first looks type of stuff. I saw Sam Williams. I'm like, oh, he reminds me of um, Micah a little bit. Mm. And I feel like he can be that kind mm. of a player, or whatever. We'll see. As opposed to Jake Ferguson, when I saw him, it. I didn't see much that excited me, but the moment he stepped in here and he started doing things at training camp and seeing the way he was practicing and then seeing the response that he would get in preseason games from the coaching staff on the sideline, you know, I got to watch one game from the sideline and it was just like, wow, everyone's fully backing this guy up. And for good reasons, he has absolutely impressed me in the way that he's handled all the opportunities he's gotten so far. So I would say because of my initial expectations, I would say Ferguson for sure. Derek? I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, When on draft day, I remember reading up on both of them. And for me, Williams, it was never about his talent. It was never about his ability to play the position. It was always about his maturity and Quite frankly, that's what it's been since it's gotten here. He can play the position. He is a good NFL player. Um, maturity is where there's probably some questions, and and it sounds like from what we've heard that that's even getting better over time. But, but yeah, I think Ferguson, when I first – it was just kind of like, well, I don't know that he necessarily is even going to replace Schultz. He's just a body you kind of throw at it and see what happens. He's been far more than that. I think he's the most complete tight end they have on the roster. So if I had to choose between, by the way, I'm not really surprised by either one. From the moment you saw them both get here, there were things that popped and were like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, both these guys mm-hmm. can play. Um, so I'm not really surprised, but if I had to choose one, I'd say Ferguson. Nick? I would say Sam Williams. Um, I, I, I would, If you had told me at training camp that Ferguson in seven games would have eight catches for 67 yards and a touchdown, I'd be like, okay, that's good. That's a good, uh, solid c- contributor. Um, now, the touchdown he scored was pretty awesome. I mean, that was a that was an athletic move we haven't seen yeah. in a while. So that was a really cool play. And, and I know that that position provides more than that. But I'm going to go with Sam Williams because, um, you know, we haven't <laughs> – well, the social team hasn't asked to, to put Jake Ferguson as player of the game yet, as we tried to get Sam Williams the other day. It's a that's an inside story, but um, Sam, how he flipped that guy up. He was the him. he was the Cowboys pre oh, and post game we, we show. Were, we were we were we were one flag away from us having a totally we had a different total different conversation, conversation about Sam. We you know you talk about that maturity thing. Yeah. Like everybody thought that was going to be appealing, including myself. Oh, yeah. We all watched including it and were like, oh gosh, the guy in the booth, Romo, and they they looked at yeah. the guy. Was it Perry or what did Trump? I mean, he was like, yeah. Should have been penalty. Yeah. So, oh, I think it's Gene Steristor. Gene Steristor. He's CBS guy. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, whoever they looked at, they were like, he was like, oh, that should be a penalty. Yeah. But um, any, I, I, what he's done, though, I mean, I, I didn't expect him to flash that many plays. And so it's a cl- close. It'd be a very, it's 50 50, but I'll go with Sam on that. Derek, has Kelvin Joseph's play on special teams given you hope that he's turned the corner? No. And that doesn't mean he hasn't done well on special teams. That just means for me, 
I still need to see it at corner. When you select a guy in the second round as a cornerback, your expectation is by year two, he ought to be pushing for time. And right now, I think Deron Bland is clearly the next best corner on this team outside of those three starters. I don't even think it's a close competition, in my opinion. Now, there may be coaches, other people that believe differently. In my opinion, Deron Bland is the next best guy. That is a disappointment to me. So until he shows me at corner, you know, you don't spend a second-round pick for a really good special teams player. Gotcha. I agree, and you, Brian, you always talk about on draft show about you drafted for traits, and that's what I think they did with with Joseph. Obviously, had some off the field issues going in, but traits wise, he had them. And so, if you're going to put a guy on special teams, he's going to flash on that. He's got good speed, and he's got you know some uh, awareness, and he can get through all, all that stuff. But you're right until he sees it at corner. Um, no, no, he's he's doing it, and he's learning it, and he's doing better. So you, know, you can have some hope, but. You know, if this was his career, I don't think you would be like you wouldn't be satisfied with that. Hey, G. I would say no as well. I'm still very salty about <laughs> all those penalties that are, have been absolutely unnecessary and uncalled for. Like, and, uh, how many does he have now? Oh God, it, it's know. it's quite a handful. Joseph, yes, it, yeah. I don't know the, the exact amount, but it feels like it always happens at least once in a game or something like that, where it's just not even like the ball is not even going your way. What are you doing? So no, just for that, no. <laughs> salty AG, how about that? Yeah, when she says I'm salty, it's like about what? Yeah. what are you salty about? <laughs> take take a number. Right? Right. <laughs> right. Wow, <laughs> you guys exaggerate. I, I, hey, there's a show here. I can't agree with everything. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're, I, and that's just right. good for the show. Keep I think. It yeah, it's just yeah. for the show. I think he's. I think show. he's having fun playing though. I think he's having. When you watch him play special teams, yeah. I think he's having. He's fun. had his moments. Yeah, I think yeah. he's having fun. Look, I really it, do. And by the way, it could also be that that's just part of getting him on the field, and that can yeah, help his development. That's Who the knows, hope, right? So, that's the hope for sure. Nick, mm-hmm. statement in the preseason you wish you had back now. Oh, man. Statement in the preseason oh, I wish I had back. Oh, that's a good one. Um, let's see. Man, if anyone has one, they jump in because I don't want to have dead air. I know which one for you. Oh, okay. Center. <laughs> Center. He's he's improved a lot. And yeah. He's, he's actually not necessarily been a that's problem. That's actually a good one. Yeah. And yeah. That's one that you well, would that's good memory mention. on your part because I was with you on that too. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I think yeah. we all were. I think yeah. as a show, I think we all were kind of like, eh, worried about the center position. Not yeah. Me. You center. Weren't? No, because okay. I I, no. I just thought they had bigger issues than that, and for me to be worried about the center at the time. Oh well, I, I <laughs> yeah, I, I got one. Okay. <laughs> I did. Um, I was pretty adamant that. <laughs> Garibay would be the kicker on opening day. Like he, he's going to win the job. He's going to be a really good kicker in this oh. league. Yeah, I'll take that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Sorry. Yeah. Ag, uh, you go first, Derek. I'm still thinking. Okay. Actually, I have a, I have a. But couple. you're good at thinking for everybody else. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought Anthony Barr would be a much bigger contributor on this defense. Yeah. Um, and he has not been. He has yeah. been, at best. Kind of up and down. 50 50 player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one would be. You only have to do one. <laughs> only, this, <laughs> this is not. Well, we're, actually, we're not at Notre Dame. The, You're not in the sin confession booth. The other one was actually the bigger one. I said that I believe that C.D. Lamb was already the number one receiver. Sure. And being a number one receiver was not going to be different for him. Yeah. And I don't think he's ascended to that yet. I, I, and that doesn't mean he hasn't that's been good. That's a good mission. No, that's a good mission. That's not to me has been good. That means that. You mean when you're the number one guy, yeah. like you got to be consistent, you got to be on it every week, and he is. I don't think he's done that yet. 
Well, speaking of wide receiver, I guess one that I can remember, I thought, I I, I mean, I've been kind of ready to move on from him. It was Noah Brown, and I think he did a tremendous job during the whole weeks that, you know, Dak was out, and then him working with Cooper Rush, I thought he he was really, really good. And he's definitely a guy that I just didn't necessarily see or picture him fully stepping up to that level. So, yeah, that's one. I think my biggest – and I've had a couple. I'm like everybody else. I think you look at this team and you're starting to think, oh, this, that, and the other. We're talking about the center. I really didn't give that right tackle any credit at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. I, I did not give Terrence Steele. And I, and I know, hey, you know, grade him 65 plays. He has two bad plays. It's not like he has 12 bad plays. You know, and I, I did not give him near enough credit for how he's playing right now. He is not the liability that I thought he was going to be. I, I said, hey, it's not the left guard's the problem. It's the right tackle that's the problem. So... I wish I could have that one back because he is playing a lot better. All right. Uh, we had uh, AG again. Mm-hmm. Percentage that the Cowboys at the trade deadline make a call or take a call? Give me the percentage they make a call or they take a call. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really know, but I would go with – one percent. One percent. They make a call. <laughs> that they make a call. One percent. They make what? a call. It, whichever one that there is a call. You don't see it happening. At I all. just don't see something actually happening because when I go back and think about the off season, the thing, the issues that they had, and the way they did not address certain things, I just find it hard to believe that now they would and then if so what position would that be and we talked about the wide receiver yesterday on here and you guys just thought on like the need that they need to kind of step it up at wide receiver but if they haven't done something like that even in the offseason when they were at the like they lost James Washington Mm. they they had some issues there a lot of unknown questions Gallup Gallup yeah. being out during the injury. You got Jalen Tolbert that wasn't really stepping up. So Very if good. it didn't happen then for them to bring someone in, I just I don't know if it would happen now. I don't. What do you What do you guys? Think? I think I think it's a hundred percent chance they will take calls because they're as deep on their defensive side of the ball as any team in the league, and that's what teams start targeting is who's got a lot of extra that yeah. we could maybe entice giving us something, right? So there, I guarantee there's a hundred percent chance that they are taking calls. Now, making a calls about 0.325, I don't know, some yeah. very, very low percentage that right. they're actually making calls. And that's just a part of how they do business. Like, this front office is very much... Um, Nobody is happy with you right now, Derek. They, you know but that. I'm saying, like, they, they think of it from a... I think they understand kind of in a, from a business standpoint, sure. when you're negotiating, the person that makes the call is probably the person that has less negotiating power, right? The person that takes the call has more negotiating power. So I don't think just that by... I don't think that's something they normally do is make the call. I think even on drafting, I don't think they make the call a lot. I think they're more often going to take the call because they want to be in a position of, well, you need something from us. So let's talk about what you need and let's talk about what you're going to give us in order to get that. I think they look at it like that. So I don't think there's – and I don't think they necessarily feel like they have to go out and get anything necessarily. If something falls to them, great. But I don't think they'll take a lot of calls. I mean, I don't think they'll make a lot of calls. I, I think they'll they'll be a little bit more aggressive than, than y'all think, honestly. I, I really think Jerry views this team as, as – 
pretty close and and when that happens but you, close but you still have some some area of needs so i think it's in the process of, like i agree taking the call then you mm-hmm. you take it from there like okay well if you're wanting this this is kind of what we're looking for i i i think wide receiver may be something that you have to to evaluate i i again i don't know that i'm not just saying that i'm hearing that i just think this isn't good enough. Wide receiver isn't good enough. And I'm not saying it's at the level where they had to go get Amari Cooper a few years back. But do you think they see it that way? <sighs> then they're not watching the games. Well, let me ask you this. Because you- if you don't see, I mean, it's it's evident, right? I mean, they don't have a playmaker at receiver, really, like a, a true playmaker. And if you want to call CD a playmaker, that's fine. But he needs some help, too. But are you going to be able to get, at this time of the year, are you going to be able to get a guy that's better than CD. Or or are you saying just give me another guy that's like Gallup and that's enough cuz then you're just adding more kind of those middle tier guys, right? I'd give a fifth back to Cleveland if I could get a veteran route runner. <laughs> yeah. Somebody <to> separate <laughs> maybe. I just hate that they that, got a lot of receivers I hate, too. I hate I've 3 for 75 the other day. I, they got a lot <laughs> of receivers. I just hate that move. I don't like it at all. Yeah. I the Amari Cooper, I'm talking about. And you about. haven't changed your mind on that no, one. That's not whether you're going to go back no, on and say I I messed that but, one up. But I'll say this though. I mean, the Dorrance Armstrong at the retirement party. Here we go. At the retirement party Nick's going to go. I tell you what. That move for <laughs> that move getting rid of that guy. Uh, yeah, I, I still because I think it's a need. I mean, you know, th- give them credit though. I mean, they they, they were like, yeah, we, we we can move on from Zerline. We'll get another kicker, and they did. Mm-hmm. We can move on from Greg uh, Gregory, even though they wanted him. I mean, look, they def- definitely yeah. wanted him, but after that, they pivoted. And they they got. Other guys that I mean, and they said we didn't have to pay the amount that that, he, yeah. that was the going rate. They for, got three uh, guys for, for one. They for said, Vaughn. yeah, like, that was a big deal too. Like the amount that Vaughn was going for to the Buffalo Bills, yeah. like they said we don't need to pay that amount. We're good, yeah. and fans didn't like that, but yeah. they're good. Like they didn't yeah. necessarily. I mean, was was the pass rush going to be that much better? Maybe. Yeah, but, but to get know. all the you know to get Hooker and Curse and and Layton and and Dorrance and Fowler and all of those guys. As opposed to to you, you probably could have gotten Gregory and then maybe one more. I mean, I still think they could have gotten Curse too. But you know, they 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 made good moves. I just still think at receiver, though. I still think that if there's there's something there. Can I ask a follow up to that then? If you go get a receiver, are they going to use the guy the right way? And I mean, I don't. This is going to make this offense appreciable. See, that's what I'm saying. I I kind of I on Twitter this morning I said you know before I go get a guy. Let me see if I can get my my guys who I've seen yeah. do this. If I can get them going, but maybe I can't. Maybe maybe this the scheme doesn't allow. Maybe that's why Amari Cooper had success because he could kind of overcome mm-hmm. any kind of scheme deficiencies that you might have. Yeah, that's the thing that scares me. Go get a guy. Great. I love to have like like Cooks from Houston or somebody like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Oh no! I'm sorry. I, 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 my bad. Who's that? Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to have the a cook from Houston. There's a cook in Houston. Yeah, yeah, Ryan yeah, wants to bring him yeah, in. Yeah. He'll make some stuff. Exactly. Let him in, put him at the train table. Apolo- my apologies. Exactly right. Yeah. My apologies. Gumbo. They're probably good at gumbo. That's oh yeah, that's, that's what you're exactly doing. where you're we're going. That's what he's yeah. talking about. I apologize. I got it. It's no. on me. If you want to get rid of me, Jones family, you know you know where I'm at right now. We definitely need some guys that can help you with the gumbo. I think you're going to be good at it. But if you get someone that can kind of help, that would be okay. Very good. Yeah. That. You're exactly right. There you go. Well, question. Uh, let me ask you guys this. Then I just thought of it. These are my questions. No question. <laughs> since, since we're in the topic, you know, other than Amari Cooper, 
what would you guys say the difference is? Because when you look at the offense last year, at the beginning, first half of the of the season, they were moving that ball with everybody, and it was just like it didn't matter who the receiver was. Pretty much, they were just getting the ball to everyone. Yeah, and now it's. I mean, you don't see that really but, happening. But I do think there's something to be said about what happened against Denver. Because we saw the same similar – well, it's not the same thing. Similar things happen throughout the rest of the season. And I'm wondering if for teams that have the ability to do some of those kinds of things, is that still hindersome? It doesn't happen every game. By the way, second half of the year, that's one of the biggest misnomers out there is that Dak was horrible the whole second half of the year. No, he was not. not. No, no. They played some games where he yeah. put up some huge numbers. But I do think that it did rear its head in certain games where the offense just could not move. And I wonder if it's one of those things like we talked about with Philly. You're not going to face Philly every week, but when you face teams that can do what they do offensively, you might have some problems because it does expose your weakness. Well, and also you look at it too, like your fifth best receiver last year has been your second best this year. Like that's that's been mm-hmm. the difference. I mean, you had Cooper, you had CD, you had Gallup, you had Cedric Wills, and then you had Noah Brown. And now until um, until you know Gallup has gotten back, Noah Brown's been the number two guy. Yeah. So that 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 just kind of shows that you know followed up by. Tolbert and Fajoko and all that. So just from a talent standpoint, I think that's been a big difference. Not just the one. It's all the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that's a point you made. I remember you making that in the offseason. Like, it's not the fact of CD being the one. It's about everybody else having to slide up now in the two and the three and the four. And everybody's now having to be up one peg higher. Can they do that? That's just really the issue. Yeah, because you look at other teams' number two corners. You know, like Anthony Brown on this team. Big difference, I think. Not a huge difference, but a big difference between one and two in the corner. And so when, when you have – when you're able to go with Cooper and CD and Gallup going up against their two and three corners, I think that's win a lot of mismatches. But when you switch it up with Noah Brown and 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 – Who's the rookie that that played? I forgot his name. Um, the rookie uh, number three. He's not number three anymore. From this, the receiver from this the, Western Illinois guy, the kid for the Houston. On the, on, on, Dennis, yeah, Houston. 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 Yeah, yeah. Got a certain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, yeah, right. I forgot all about. Right. Him, yeah. I'm just, but he played the yeah. first game. Yeah, he, he played did. a little yeah. bit, you know. Yeah. And so I think that's that's where the the big difference is is that you know Cedric Wilson was your fourth best receiver, and now you know, and you wish to have him. Let me ask you guys a one word answer here. One word answer. Is there any defense in the league you would trade your defense for for somebody else's defense? Just nope. give me a team no, or one no, word no. answer. Because, no. they're, because I, I, I want the player. Yep. I want the guy. Exactly right. So, There's some good defenses out there. Yeah. None of them has Michael Parsons. Right. I want him. I want the player. You're right. I'm talking about Trading your family, Brian? Like this is this, just, this is our family out here. Would you trade your family for a better <laughs> offense? No. Would you trade your family for Kansas City's offense? No. Mom is listening. Stop. Don't even think about it. What are no. you doing? What are you doing? No, Buffalo. No, no. Buffalo's offense. Stop giving me options. I don't know. <laughs> Buffalo? Kansas City? Mahomes? Anybody? Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> Allen? I know that cousin I don't like. So maybe that cousin I don't like, maybe, maybe so. I don't know. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, we do have some fan questions. We'll get to some of those in the third segment of the show. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll be right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. 
the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little Sweets! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweets says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. To the break. Limited tickets for the remaining home games for the 2022 Cowboys season is available at AT&T Stadium. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's get some questions. Fans have been uh, tweeting me this morning. I got a question first from Antonio Aaron Walker. He says, is Jalen Tolbert playing this year? And if not, will the Cowboys attempt to trade a D lineman for a receiver before the deadline? What are your thoughts on Jalen Tolbert? Let's talk about him. We haven't talked about him enough. Yeah, it's been a real shame. It's nice to see him out there at least being active and on the, on the special team stuff. You know, I mean, he was trying to get a block on that return. Uh, it was funny, the, uh, the, the running back was the one that missed the block, Malik Davis. If Malik Davis gets holds his block, that thing's going to the house. And Kelvin Joseph tried to help Malik Davis get a block is what, you know, he went blocking his guy to go block another guy. So that, that was positive itself. But, you know, I, I think the things with, uh, you know, it, and I, I just think they threw a lot at that kid, mm-hmm. you know, and, it, and it's some of these kids, like when we saw with Micah Parsons, remember that in, in Oxnard, they were rushing him, they were dropping him, they were doing, they were doing everything. He was going back and forth between drills. And I think the one thing that really kind of hurt Tolbert was they had to throw him in the deep end of the pool. And he was, I mean, when you watch him play at South Alabama, man, he looked NFL ready. To me, he did. I know a lot of people were talking about this guy, but when he did come, it's like his eyes got real big and he didn't have success and it struggled with him. And then the weight of that kind of drug him down. So, 
with him out there being active every week, I think it helps. The team winning, I think it helps. They haven't had to use him yet. You know, they haven't at least he's active every week and it's he has an idea of how this works, the intensity of it. But man, I mean, they don't practice a whole hell of a lot, you know? They don't get to they don't get to go out there and have those good training camp practices just because Mike believes in the health of the team, and I think he's absolutely right. But man, it's it it's a struggle. He's he's behind you know, and the other guys are playing better than him right now, and that's 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 just reality. Yeah, I mean, we we said it a few weeks ago, and I'll, I'll reiterate it. I mean, eight catches as a freshman at South Alabama. I mean, it took him a little bit there, and and then his junior, sophomore junior year, I mean, he was really good. And so, what I think he needs to do, and I don't know the setup over there, but I mean, I bet Dak's got like a pool house or something over there in the backyard. I think he needs to stay there, uh, hang out with him. <laughs> you mean this like summer. actually live? Yeah, just live there for just the for a few there. months. It's not a bad idea. And then then get up in the morning, you know, and 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 then go run routes and with Dak and play in the backyard. I think that's what helped with Cedric Wilson. I think Noah Brown's helped with that, and you know, just get some offseason work with. Yeah, with the I, 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 as you long know. as he's active. Hey, Dak, remember Dak. Helped get him here. Dak was. Yeah. They asked him, "What do you think about this guy?" And he really liked him. They they used his input there. So Dak, knowing that, and you know how it is in the scouting world. Oh, when no. you stand on the table for somebody. Oh, yeah. They remember. You, you want to make sure that yeah. you know. That's so your guy. You protect gonna, him. So I think I think let's. You're right. A lot of things happen with him. Let's just see. I bet I bet fast forward to training camp next year, and I bet we're going to be talking about a guy that's really contributing. All right. Uh, let's go to our phone lines. We got a call from Brown Lou in um, Bermuda. What's going on? Hey, hey! Good afternoon, guys. Uh, hello from sunny Bermuda. Awesome! Yeah, I beautiful have a, place. I have a, yes, lovely. I have a, a question for you guys. Right, uh, the Cowboys have a history of when they when they have an injury, they tend to um, put in one player instead of shifting. Do you think they would do the same thing? This, like, say, putting Deron Bland at the slot um, cornerback instead of putting him at at um, cornerback and leave Anthony Brown there. Okay. What do you think you guys think? Thanks Instead for the call. of like swapping both. Mm. Swapping okay. two positions. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Tell you, one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in my life was going to Bermuda and having lunch with the Minister of Tourism. My man had on a crisp white shirt, pink tie, pink jacket, white Bermuda shorts, white socks, white shoes. We all wore mm. Bermuda shorts and like we dressed up like the thing, and it's it's the one of the friendliest countries I've ever been to in my life. When you were there, did you ever have a worry about LSU's slot corner and the who was going to play at corner? I'll tell you what. I, 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 I looked. I looked out the hotel window, and I never ever thought about football. <laughs> <laughs> never, nah, uh, never. But no, it, you know. And I'll tell you what. That just shows you your fan base, right? Yeah, there. yeah and that's no. a good and that shows you the really intelligence of yeah. your fan base, right there. <laughs> I, Nick, go ahead. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I, you're right. I mean, do you want? Do you like to to do two positions or or one? If the, yeah. if if he can come in, uh, Deron Bland can come in and play that same role. Then I think it, it's there's a reason why that they didn't. No one beat out Anthony Brown at corner. Right. Anthony Brown's a good outside corner. Now, slot corner is a different animal. And if and if you can't do it, Anthony Brown can. So it, it's yeah. a great question, and it's one that they're going to continue to answer. Right. I think they're going to go for Deron Bland being the guy. Right. But if he struggles in there, you find some shifty receivers that, that give him problems, they may go that route. And then when that happens, if it happens where Anthony Brown goes in, now it opens things back up to the outside corner. Is it Deron Bland? Is it Kelvin Joseph? 
Yeah. Is it Nashawn Wright? Here's a question. And I don't know. I, I think I remembered one of the two of you guys saying at one point during training camp that you thought Anthony Brown was the second best slot corner on this team. I did. Was that you? Okay. That was me. All right. I thought somebody had said I, I thought Anthony it. Brown, I mean, I that might be one of those statements we were talking about things you yeah. had back. Yeah. I was him and Dorrance Armstrong are my two guys that I really thought were going to elevate game. You know, and I really, really and, and they you know, have. yeah. I mean the thing with Anthony though, I just I wish the more aggressiveness. I wish he played with a little bit more aggressiveness. And I think that's been an issue for him right now. But, I mean, he's capable. God, the guy's got talent. You know, you can play him inside. You can play him on outside. He just he needs to make some plays. I think, he, you know, that other day, that long completion they had on third down and 16 or whatever it was, and he's pedaling, he's pedaling, and then the guy breaks and he just keeps pedaling. And you're yeah. like, Anthony, come on, man. You've seen this a thousand times. You've driven on these plays. You've gone over. The, you know. You you've played offhand, and so yeah, it's been a little bit of a struggle for him. But to Nick's point, he's absolutely right. If Bland can't handle it, they'll kick Brown inside, and they'll figure out something with Bland on the outside or Wright on is the it, outside. Go ahead, go ahead. Joseph maybe as well. Yeah, I mean the, the thing about that is 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 Anthony Brown. I know he had his issues on, on Thanksgiving with the penalties. For the most part, he's pretty good there, and you have to learn how to, how things are getting called. It scares me to put. A rookie or even Joseph out on the outside, it's a 40, 50, 50, 40 or 50 yard penalty. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, I don't know if you see him as bad in the middle of the field. Defensive holding Defensive is holding better than, than pass interference. Yeah. That, that, that kind of concerns me a little yeah. bit. I, I think if it, I, I'm, I'm hoping that Deron Bland could be on the inside. I'd keep him there because I think on the outside, you're dealing with some bigger issues. And some other things to think about is when you start thinking about the Cowboys schedule. Maybe Minnesota. I'm trying to think of teams that have a slot receiver that's a problem. And oh, you know, obviously yeah. you've already de- dealt with yeah. Cup. You already dealt with that. That's already bygones, right? So you don't have a lot of those teams left where you're really concerned about the slot guy. So maybe there's a better matchup for you to put the younger guy at the slot and just keep him there, knowing yeah. that you're probably not going to get their best receiver there Green a Bay's lot. got issues. I yeah. mean, Cobb was yeah. the guy. You haven't played anybody in the AFC South yet, have you? Yeah, no. No. Yeah. 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 I got Chefs down there in Houston, they're pretty good. And then they got <laughs> Colts. I mean, I don't know who the Col- Colts have. Well, they're about to have Sam Ellinger at quarterback. I know that, but yeah. You excited about that? Yeah, I want to see what he can do because yeah. he played well in the preseason. Let's see what he can yeah. do in the NFL. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get the next question here. We got a question from, actually, until we, we'll get one more. Uh, we got a question here from uh, Shafiq uh, Varani. He says, why doesn't Kellen feature the screen pass more prominently in the offense to get Zeke and Pollard out in space and create more yak? Brian, screen. Screen game. <laughs> Man, it's miserable. Didn't I, they do it a couple times? I felt like they did some. I, I thought I saw some screenish yeah. plays. Yeah, well, they game. tried to run the screen the other day and they got a block in the back, the tight end screen. And that was a bad block in the back. That's a bad block. A lot in the of back. times, you know, you, the guy turns at the last second yeah. and they call it, but that one was just. Yeah, th- this is the thing. Uh, by the way, receivers at Indianapolis, Pittman and Pierce and Campbell are the guys mm-hmm. that they use. Uh, not Kiki Kati is on injured reserve for them right Pierre now. Pierre Garcon is yeah. not. No, no, no Pierre no, Garcon or, wow. Pierre Garçon or, or Harrison or Reggie Wayne. Anybody else you want to bring up? Wow. T.Y. Hilton <laughs> yeah. is no longer. Look, Reggie it. Wayne's son's about to come into the NFL. Dallas Clark. Anybody Mon- else you want to bring up? Some guy named Moncrief. Moncrief. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the, 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 their coordination for their getting those linemen out has been horrible. They yeah. just it, it it's a struggle. They just don't you know, they just don't 
like the center bumps in. Heck, they ran a reverse the other day and had three guys blocking one. And then two other guys make the tackle for a gain of four. You know, I mean, we can't even coordinate getting outside on the, you know, they run the ball well, but it's it's just been a, a big problem because of the back's ability to get out and then also, though, the lineman's ability to get out. And then you have a situation where these receivers on the edge, you know, you get penalties out there. It's just a mess. It really, really is. And it's a shame because you watch everybody else in the league that throws screens it just is a devastating play, especially against teams that really brush the passer yeah. well. It it's it's it could be they're, it could be a big big play. I mean, but. they're gonna they're gonna pop one. They they, they just have to because you think <laughs> uh, about it'll it, be by accident yeah. when you have Pollard. Teams are gonna look at Pollard back there and go, you know what? Let's bring the house on him because he's not the best yeah. blocker. And when that happens, if they guess right and go, all right, bring it, and we're gonna dump it over your head to Pollard. As long as there's not a guy downfield too early or blocking the oh, back no. or whatever. Which, which side do you think they would have more chances for success? When you think about the offensive line, and you're going to have to take that side, those offensive linemen out into space the other to block. Way. Which do you think? Left or right is probably giving I Actually, I would run the screen to the right. Okay. I would run it the I'm, right because I think of I think of steel. I'm running yeah. away from Peters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Peters is not going to be running Ma- out there. Right. But like Martin, well, we've seen still do it out in space. Yeah, right. but yeah. like Martin. And 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 uh, and the Biotish moving, I could see that. And then you know, uh, you know, you get steel gives, and so you get everybody upfield. Now you get rush upfield. Now you get Martin and Farniak out, and Biotish. then Biotish, excuse yeah. me. And then now you sneak behind them, and you see the problem was on the reverse is like Biotish, like they all, like I said, they blocked one guy and. If he turns his eyes inside, it's like, you know, there's your guy. That's the guy. And that's yeah. the guy who's making the tackle. So that they, they just the coordination of it is I, I'm sure they run him in practice and it looks it looks awful again and they're like, and, ah, we, we can't run. And you these. think that's better than Smith and McGovern out in space. I mean, I'm sorry, McGovern and Biotish out in space. Yeah, I think I would rather take I'd rather take Martin because I, Martin I think plays better balance yeah. in space. Than what you have with McGovern, and you need a space. You need a space player out there yeah. if you're going to do this. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. <laughs> Is that seven minutes on screen talk right, <laughs> right. there? We just gave. We up? do that every week here yeah. on the break. Yeah. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. We're going to jump into uh, the next matchup: Cowboys versus Bears. We'll talk about that Bears. Got offense your attention last versus, night, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, they did. Uh, talk about the Bears offense versus the Cowboys defense. Still there for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, and Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,